run shit here. You just live here. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away. Go on, walk away, because I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Ain't got nothing on me. Best line in the movie. Thanks for tuning into the real boys. That was still better. <laughs> Phil, do you want to do the intro of this episode? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are watching the real boys where eight movie or weird podcasters got together and decided, hey, let's review our top five movies. Some of them are good. Some of them, mainly Michael's and mine, are bad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I, I am only had one bad one. No, you're you had, had three. Bad. I did not have to, in your opinion, in your horrible goatee opinion, I had three bad ones. I only had one. I will not, I will admit only one. I bad I will movie. also admit to one. There we go. Dylan's the only one who uh, never had a bad movie on his list. He's the yeah. director, the $10 man, $10 word man himself, and the director of this uh, shenanigans. Um, guys, you are watching The Real Boys, uh, a movie podcast that goes live every Monday and Friday where we review crazy amounts of movies because that's all we like to do. We like to watch movies because we're all cinephils. Nick, again, Nick is following me from everywhere. I was just on Oops Caught Me Smoking. Nick was chatting away and uh, we had a fun time making fun of you, Mike. Yeah, I saw that I was um, <laughs> I saw that I was tagged in one of the comments, but I also didn't bother to watch. How? Ow, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. We actually talked highly of your podcast and how we want to help you grow. But no, no more, Mike. Like bitter enemy. I'm trying to give an olive branch, and this man just throws it back in my face, similar to how Denzel got a whole bunch of olive branches thrown in his face. Dylan, uh, you're did... doing a terrible job of keeping this podcast on track. Uh, did... We're talking this, about that's... movies. I don't know. This is just the intro banter. Wait, did <laughs> anyone bring up that? Timothy Chalamet is just fancy Edward Scissorhands. It's only a matter of time until he picks up a prequel role for Edward Scissorhands. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. It's Nick, only a matter of you, time. He's already doing Wonka. Yeah, we're not. We already talked about Dune. If you missed it, that was your fault. <laughs> yeah, last Friday. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed Dune, but anyways, moving on because I don't want Michael to yell at me. We're reviewing. Uh, <laughs> I'm just every episode I expect Mike to yell at me for something, so I'm just trying to alleviate and minimize the amount of yelling I get done by him uh we're watching dl smokes aka dan the man's number two film training day with ethan hawk uh, and the incredible denzel washington um who won an academy award for this the first uh the second african-american to win an academy award for best actor in a leading role hmm. the first was uh mm -hmm. uh wait no i know him he was huge. He had a movie called Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and a whole bunch of other classic movies. Damn it, why can't I remember his name? Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? That no, was... Uh... No, it was a remake with Bernie Mac and Ashton Kutcher. Is the <laughs> Bernie remake. Mac, that's who I was looking for. I knew it was no, one of the... I'm talking about the... It's older than that. <laughs> yeah, no, older. I, I, 
it was just it was supposed to be a joke, but then yeah, I, I couldn't remember failed. the name. You, you failed horribly, <laughs> Michael. I get to yell at you, Michael. Now <laughs> you fail, Mike. You. Failed. I was even. No. I was looking at his face. I was looking at his face, going, "What is this guy's name?" Would, and it was Bernie like... Mac. Bernie <laughs> <laughs> Mac, was, Mac first, was the first, first ever African American to win. Also, an we were just talking about um, it, it wearing Sydney suits Poitier, and looking dapper with a bunch of um, yeah. like color schemes. Bernie Mac, he tried to bring that back, but he did. And I'm he, I'm sorry, he su- he succeeded um, in creating a minor. It was like during the Zoot Suit, like this, like the Zoot Suits. The 20s were coming back, and then everybody was like, "No, God, no, no, we do not need." This is a lot of work <laughs> to dress up like this. How did it, they do yeah, it? Back it is then? it is a lot of work. Yeah, as someone who went up. to a lot of ska shows in the 90s, I know that putting on a suit <laughs> is a lot of work. A zoot suit? Did you wear the zoot suit? No, zoot no, suit? just right. regular suit. Riot! And look who we have, our personal zoot suit riot himself, Zach Weisman. <laughs> special guest star this week, Zach Yeah, Weisman. the special guest star. Is he hey. looks so frazzled right now. <laughs> I am. I lost all of my stuff. I like tried to reorganize my entire like station, and I... Hang on, hang on a second. I, I, I don't know how to do anything right now. <laughs> you okay. don't know how to do anything anyways. Um. Okay. So yeah, and then last night I was like, "Wait, where, where are my headphones? Wait, where's my microphone?" And I literally lost everything. And then I turned my computer on. It's like you got to get an update going. I'm like, "No, it's okay." The last five minutes and forty five seconds have just been banter back and forth. So yeah, me and Mike fighting as per usual, talking about ska and zoot zoots and that. Yeah, 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 we're just talking about the swing. Yeah, what the swing revival and ska shows. Oh yeah, that dude. That was such a great part of the '90s. I'll, I'll tell you, like it was. <laughs> it really you're like, was. <laughs> you're like, you know what? I needed like a second pair of overalls for no reason. What's or uh, the uh, suspenders? And it's like, you know, I pro- my face looks thinner. <laughs> I love how that it's just probably. Stopped. I think it's, you're, it's probably yeah. just video compression and and it really and is. just the way he trimmed his beard. I did trim my beard for a more thinning look. That's true. Yeah. No, uh, I've definitely done that. <laughs> it was no, an accidental. Didn't, didn't it was accidental that you went too short, my uh, there, Zach? No, I, I I have a job now, and like I I, I walk <laughs> I walk around. So I think you have um, to look presentable. Eh? No, I just think I'm just losing weight because I I don't take breaks or anything. I just kind of keep moving. Uh, oh, let's, so. let's not talk about the fingerless gloves. Let's uh, not. Yeah, let's not talk. <laughs> There Wait, were fingerless gloves. Whose there hand were. was that? It was it was his. We'll, we'll <laughs> check the replay later, Mike. We'll check the replay later. It was padded. <laughs> they were padded rollerblade gloves. Were you rollerblading before you came into the show? Listen, if anybody <laughs> knows me, I hate gasoline. I don't. I, it's, it's a terrible thing. So I go on straight up manpower, which is why I probably look thinner because I am blading everywhere. Dude. That's <laughs> just like me in the nineties. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's like the movie Airborne. I went from the East Coast where I could surf all the time. Now I'm in Colorado, no well, water. The I'm East like, Coast, you wait. The East Coast can surf. Well, you can surf. Florida, yeah, you could uh, surf yeah. in the Atlantic. So I, I'm on the East There's Coast. And it's really cold. So we. We, we do have a surfing spot in Montreal, but... No, you're in Canada. It's, it's yeah. different there. No, we have surfing here. No, it's just well, ice water up there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like surfboard. Yeah, it's gliding on tiny icebergs, I think, yeah. is what you guys do. That's just called That's not snowboarding. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> snowboarding is completely different. You have a mountain for that. We iceberg. <laughs> we ice surf. Uh, iceberg ice surfing. Bird. That's what we do. Wait, um, what are we talking about? What are we're talking we're about training. Day talking about Phil training. Is trying day. to get us going. Oh. <laughs> I've been trying, but like we've been fucking derailed is, too much. Training is Phil day. Hosting? 
No, I'm not. I was just doing the intro. Go oh. for it, pal. I'm not doing the. Oh, no, I have to leave like in like 20 minutes. I listen, can't do I tried to host. I tried to sub host last time. It was just me and you, and you gave me so much crap for <laughs> talking too much. Hey, because you do talk too much. No, I, I feel, say I feel dead air, which is what you're used to. I think <laughs> you can oh. you can sum up this movie in less than 20 minutes. I Michael, guarantee you. Michael's, Michael's taking over because Michael's going to oh, be perfect. Uh, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Mike, you're, you're you can no sum up. because what I about, have a feeling. Top? I have a feeling that everybody else likes this movie besides Except me you. michael why do you hate this movie i don't hate it it's just it's boring it's got a bad script um ethan hawk trying to act next to um denzel washington is ridiculous he's yeah. he's out of his league there um and then uh, as i'm watching the credits written by david air comes up and i'm like oh that explains it <laughs> yeah uh, David Ayer wrote this by himself specifically. Apparently, no one else is allowed to talk to David Ayer while he was writing this, and he could only speak to uh, executives. Um, they wanted to make sure it was one person's fingerprint only. And yeah. uh, you know, and you I, could yeah. tell it was yeah. David Ayer's fingerprint. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Also, like Denzel is—he's—he's he's doing a very good job, obviously, but he's having so much fun, and it's like. It, honestly, it'd be like playing against Michael Jordan in like a basketball, like in a backyard basketball game where you're like, I don't know how to play basketball, but I want to play you. And he's like, you know, I'm Michael Jordan, right? So like, <laughs> and he's just like dunking on you and like putting, you know, his sack on your face and stuff like they did in the nineties. And, but that, that's how, that's how it is like up against Denzel in this movie, which is his prime dude. Like he, he, a won best actor for this movie, won a ton of awards for this movie, but this is him at his absolute best with a this role that he Denzel. absolutely loves. This Seriously. was Denzel at Denzel's. This this is like record breaking because obviously he's the first African American to ever win Second. two. Uh, oh, to wait, sorry, I apologize. Oh. To win two Academy Awards for Best Actor, uh, thank you, Filbert. Uh, <laughs> um, so, like, you know, this is a, you know, and obviously, uh, Fuqua, an amazing director. Uh, I, this movie is is good. Uh, it's it's good to very good. Uh, it's not great. Um, I I don't think that it it could be remade again. Like, it, it could be made right now. It it, it is literally in the nineties. They tried this, it's in the nineties. No, <laughs> well, I guess. Landis <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Max Tell Landis me I'm wishes. wrong. Hey, we have a special have to... guest star. Let's get him in here real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. DL Smokes. It's Woo! the dude. Dan, can I you can hear us? I can barely see everyone. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. You got full screen, buddy. Go. Oh, wow. All the attention's on me. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, I'm on my break at work right now, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through this real quick. Anyways, this is my number two. Uh, favorite movie of all time. It was either between this and uh, American Gangster. Probably should have went with American Gangster because I like that movie better. But anyways, <laughs> but uh, uh, Training Day it's 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 a it's a great movie. And like I like it. It's action packed. It's pretty much uh, good meets evil. And um, it's pretty much Ethan Hawke fighting a devil and an angel at the same. And they're listening, trying to listen to an angel and fighting a devil at the same time within Denzel Washington's character. So, and just the stuff that goes on in this movie is just at the first time I saw it, like the whole bathtub scene, the heart was racing. I thought he was gonna get his head blown off, but then he get he pulls out the wallet and then he had that little twist. 
at the end where it actually it saves Ethan Hawke's character. So it was it was a pretty good movie. And like I automatically will give it a nine, only because I love Denzel Washington. I'm a huge Denzel Washington fan. Anything with Denzel in it, I will probably give a nine. So even fences. But anyways, real quick, how did you guys like it? Did you guys hate it? Love it? No. <laughs> I, I definitely didn't hate it. I, I like this movie. I, I, I like this movie a whole lot when it came out. I thought it was really, really great. Uh, on the rewatch, um, I thought that it was clever, um, but I didn't like it as much. And I think because there's been so many other movies that have been kind of mimicked off of this, which is like, dude, there's this badass, lovable, bad cop, good cop, just start somewhere shaking shit up. You know, there's like a, you've seen it so many times since. Um, this was the the peak of that style. So, uh, yeah, great, great movie, action packed. But it, it's not very outside of like two scenes. It's not really that memorable, you know, because it kind of just like it, it does lull for a little bit. Uh, and it really, it really relies on Denzel just hamming it up. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I do like it. I, 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 I'm in agreement with uh, Mr. Smokes himself. It's a great freaking movie. It's a nine. Like, it has the action, like he says, that you want when you need it. And I don't find it lulls enough. It moves the story just, just that enough. And it just makes that you want that, that big moment to come again. And there's, yeah, there's a, like, like you said, two memorable moments or memorable quotes, but it's still, so much fun to watch even after not seeing it like for five years like i was like oh so excited to watch it again yeah the thing that i remembered uh when watching it the first time was what my memory was like denzel is just like looking this guy up and down he's really just running him constantly and it's like his it's his movie his thing on the rewatch when paying attention to it uh i i realized that denzel like kind of had all this planned out from the beginning and Mm -hmm. he's really just kind of like eyeing up you know ethan hawk to make sure that he's always where he needs him to be and it was different like trying to like pay attention to denzel's performance uh specifically because yeah ethan could have been done by it that that character could have been done by anybody uh i think toby mcguire was up for that role obviously mark Wahlberg was Mm -hmm. up for that role even even eminem was even offered that role oh god he he turned actually down because of eight mile that would have been interesting yeah. It would have been interesting to see Eminem act against Denzel in a kind of something that's more suited because it's more of an, ugh, I hate the term urban, but like it's more in his niche, like what he's come from in that world. Cause he's used to dealing with drug dealers. He's used to dealing because of where he comes from the eight mile in Detroit. Right. He's used to that like criminal lifestyle. So him playing a cop dealing with a criminal cop, he would have been like it would have been more realistic kind of like eight mile was the perfect movie for him because it's a friggin' story of his life he doesn't really have to act like most yeah, of I, I, I think because of that eminem would have been terrible in this because i don't think he's a good enough actor to have pulled off the good guy role in this role like in that ethan hawk role i don't i don't think he would have been good because yeah. he's not a great actor um, You're right. Can, we, we you couldn't erase him. Like when you look at the movie, it's not Ethan Hawke playing. It's the act. It's a character. Whereas when you bring someone like Eminem in, one he's not known as an actor. He's more of a, a celebrity in the music industry. So it's Eminem playing a character. It's not. Yeah. You know, it's that character being presented. So yeah, I can right. see 
see what you got there, Mr. Goatee. And even, even like Christian Bale was offered this role and, and turned it down. He just felt the role was a bit lackluster. Um, so, yeah, he was, I mean, I, he was right. Yeah. <laughs> to be sure. fair, yeah, Ethan Hawke's character is only redemption. Like, the, the biggest part is near the end of the movie, like the, the third act, pretty much, where the first two acts are just Denzel. Like, it's Denzel to 20. He's uh, the mm-hmm. Denzel is the only reason that I didn't absolutely hate this movie. He is, I uh, like, I love at least the there's way one. He... At least oh, there's yeah, one no. aspect of this movie yeah, yeah. That he found that it's, he liked. It, yeah, it's just it <clears throat> this movie did make me realize one thing about this podcast, though, is that we desperately need some women on this panel because this is the broiest bunch bro, of movies. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, dude. 90s David Ayer. You can't get more well, yeah. than that. Well, <laughs> hold on. Like, the title of this thing is The Real Boys. So if we add the girls, I, we're gonna have to change the title. We can't I know, change the title now, I, Mike. I, I mean, I've actually I mean, thought I mean, I mean, of changing the folks? name to like uh, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Smokes. I have a question for you. What What is your favorite scene of this movie? Oh, it's it's the bathtub scene where he almost gets his head blown off in the bathtub. Yeah, and then he, it all comes full circle, and then you just see the the look, the demeanor on his face. We're just like, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and he goes uh, out and tries to find him. So yeah. If, if it's okay with everyone, I uploaded a quick clip of my favorite scene. Oh, God. oh uh, here we so, go. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to play it for you. If that's Are okay you ready, Dylan, it. for another oh, email? <laughs> yeah, right. If I was a dealer, you'd be dead by now, motherfucker. You turn shit down on the street, and the chief brings your wife a crisply folded flag. The fuck is wrong with you? I'm talking about you. You know what? I don't want you in my union. I don't want you in my division. Get the fuck out of my car. Go back to the valley, rookie. Okay, now he calls him a poop butt ass. You picked poop butt ass. Yep. You picked the absolute like. I think that encapsulates the problem with this movie is Denzel being great in that Mm -hmm. scene and Ethan Hawke looking like he has nothing to do with this movie. Like he has that Mark Wahlberg confused (laughs) look on his face and he's not doing anything. It's like Denzel being great. Ethan Hawke being dull as dirt. And that's the whole movie. Like when you, when you get a movie that's based on some, like on people's performance, because I don't know what action movie you guys are watching. There's barely any action in this movie. Um, th- there's some when it needs to be, but it's not an action movie. Right. Um, so we're just mostly looking at two people talking to each other and it's Denzel being great talking to a brick fucking wall in Ethan Hawk. And it's, <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> I have questions for Michael. If I yeah. may. Yeah. Michael, what is your opinion of Ethan Hawke as an actor overall? Um, he plays a boring white guy all the time. Like he always plays. He's like he's like the guy. He's like the Kristen. He's like the male Kristen Stewart. He just plays these dead-eyed characters <laughs> that oh. that you. Well, there goes like, our chance of ever having Ethan Hawke on this podcast. Stewart. So thank you, Mike. <laughs> Well, I'll take Morgan like if Stewart. Ethan Hawke wants to come in and defend himself against I some highly slubby <laughs> dork like myself. Wow! <laughs> yeah, there goes uh, Denzel as well. Thank you so much. I know what? he's a big fan of the show, so we'll have him on next yeah, week. 
All I said about Denzel is that he's great in this, and yeah. he's like yeah, the only good thing about this. His, movie. his friends, you're attacking one of his friends. Well, Ethan Hawke is not a good actor. Sorry, <laughs> he's been in acting he, a lot longer than he, any he one is, of us. So. The thing is, he is a good he is a good actor, but he plays like he plays the role of someone that is not supposed to stand out. Like, and that's a weird thing because he oh, like in Gattaca, he plays the same role, and he's great in Gattaca. But every role that he's in, somebody else could have done it, and it would have been fine especially in this movie up against Denzel, who is just a straight up powerhouse. My God, Nick, Nick, Nick is actually agreeing with Mike. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Did, did the earth stop spinning? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, do, I don't hate Ethan Hawke and I don't hate Kristen Stewart either. I, I think she's good in stuff. Um, fine. But in this. DL oh, smokes. Bye oh. DL. Oh, <laughs> Say bye, Dan. I'm back. <laughs> Sorry, oh, the right. lights went out. Yeah, oh. I know you got. I know you got roll. Do your thing. All right. Yeah. Uh, training day. Great movie. Loud ass car behind me. But uh, training day. Great movie. Go go uh, watch it if you haven't seen it already. And if you've seen it a million times, go see it another million times. Um, it's a great movie. I loved it. Like I said, I gave it a nine. Um, Oops, caught me smoking every Saturday night, 9 p.m. EST. Uh, Real boys. Every Monday night, 8 p.m. EST. Every other Friday, 9 p.m. EST, and uh, Beth out Dan and Jerry every Thursday at 9. I'm out. That. I gotta go. I'm getting yelled at. Bye, Dan. <laughs> Bye, Dan. Bye. <laughs> Bet that. Are you guys gonna start making like thousands of podcasts for him now that he has like no? No, just he only nah, has two guys. shows. No, no he's <laughs> also he's he's cool, so you know. <laughs> he, he does his thing. I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay. done. Cool. Play uh, me out. I'm out. Actually, no, I, I do have to go. I have some stuff from all right, Phil, give us, more Give podcasts. us your outro. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to my rambling ass talk about a movie that Michael despises because Michael hates all movies. I am, of course, Phil Better, the podcast mogul. I host a multitude of podcasts that I'm pretty sure Zach and the goatee will decide on which one I'm doing today. But I'm doing a new project on my uh in my podcast group uh going from zero to a thousand dollars using affiliate marketing and podcasting if you're interested in that visit better podcasting group growth group.com or something like that i don't know ladies and gentlemen i'm phil better goodbye bye phil the hmm. marketing genius who doesn't know the name of phil, his own group <laughs> phil is starting a ponzi scheme i tell you that guy <laughs> when you have enough emails you can do literally anything He's like, listen, I can make $10 into 10 Canadian dollars real <laughs> fast, guys. Real that's fast. 100 is pretty good. And I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, know, that's like that's 1073. Gonna... See? Think about that. Um, what, so what else are we, what else are we going to talk about in this movie? I mean. you want Do you want to go over the movie? Sure. Go for I it. I mean, we may as I well, mean, because I would like for somebody to make a little bit more sense out of this movie because it, it it's it's very simple but a lot of stuff happens where i was like i don't know that they're focusing in on the right thing mm. during this scene yeah. um it, it, there was stuff that was happening where i was like i don't know i i uh, I'm trying well, to think of like, like I said, I didn't hate this movie. Yeah. Um, 
I I just I don't Let's have as high of an opinion about it as most people do. And I I feel like Denzel's character which was a real person starting at a hundred and not building up. Like as soon as you meet him, he is like, he's already acting like, you know, that this is going to be the bad guy of this movie. Yeah. I feel like a little bit more of a buildup to that would have been, um, more, this is, this is Ethan Hawke's training day. Yeah, I know. It's one day. Yeah, oh, one day, one, one day yeah. in the in the life of a rookie. So you, you got to see it from this person's point of view. Who this was based on a true story, you know. So Denzel had uh, a character to to actually portray, who was a real piece of shit. Um, now that you know, so you the the movie actually is is really well focused i'll say now it, there is in my opinion it does lull a bit and i think that it needs to lull because uh a ethan hawk is going through a lot of stuff on his first day and b it is also the day that denzel like is the demise of taking over and the thing about him is he's not just like not just a bad cop he's a bad cop that has gotten away with everything for so long that he knows that he's just right in his all of his bad decisions. So it, it's interesting watching him. You know, when you see him at first, you, you don't like he doesn't even look like a cop because you know he's got all the jewelry on, wearing like black leather, and he is just dominating every single conversation because he has this whole day set up. Um, so I, I think, especially in the rewatch, uh, even for, for me having it in my memory. And then the rewatch of it, I picked up a lot more on Denzel's motives, which I thought was really, really clever, especially in the way that he's looking at Ethan Hawke the entire time. He, you know, like I said earlier, I thought that he was sizing him up but when on the rewatch. He's really just kind of making sure he's where he's supposed to be. Um, but all right, well, let's just hop into it. So and, movie- and I did okay. get that. Like, I this was the first time that I watched this movie. Yeah. Um, and I did get mm-hmm. that. Like, I didn't think he was sizing Ethan Hawke up at all. Like, I knew that he was like, as soon as this guy shows me signs of not being completely on board with this fucked up shit that we're doing, um, I'm cutting him off. But then he also gives him like a bunch of chances to well, cut well, him he- off. And he just doesn't. But he need, but Denzel needs Ethan Hawke though. That's a thing. Like he needs him f- to for this whole thing because he, you know, he was supposed to be murdered at the end by uh, what's his face by the 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 friend, yeah. and that's what that phone call was about when he's like clean the bathtub, you know, because he wanted uh, Smiley to murder Ethan Hawke in the bathtub, you know. Um, but if if you want to run through the the, the quick notes, uh, so um, did we introduce the movie at all? Sorry, I was a little bit late in the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, we got we covered it up. Where it's pretty much yeah, it's a right, cool. fourth day on the force for Ethan Hawke with yeah. Denzel, and yeah. things go badly. Yeah, so it's the first day of his new assignment in undercover narcotics officer um, in the grittiest part of L.A. And the head of the unit is Alonzo Harris, uh, who has four other men working for him. And today will be the day, uh, the ride-along day with Alonzo, so he can show him the streets and see how young Jake performs under pressure. Jake meets Alonzo at a small coffee shop where Jake finds out quickly that Alonzo is a tough-talking, no-nonsense, maverick narcotics officer. And I think that seems cool. Like, it, it's a really good setup for who Denzel is as a character, 
And right away, you can see Ethan Hawke, you know, he, he looks disheveled, which means he probably put a lot of thought into how that look was to be a narcotics officer on the street, you know, to be undercover with Denzel. So I think that was a, a pretty cool scene. And I, I got no problem with it. I think that was the most effective scene in the movie. Like when I, I disagree. When I was watching that, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, okay, this is what this movie is. I'm in. I like I was into it at that point. Um, and yeah, I, I thought this was good. And Denzel, again, I, I, I think this will be the last time I say it because really it doesn't need to be repeated again, but is so good in this movie. But oh, he's, he's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah like, he is. There's not many movies that you that I would rewatch just for one actor's performance. And this is the movie that I would watch for Denzel. Like he has more interesting movies and he has better movies, but this movie watching him just own everything about this character, about uh you know the, the wardrobe, the car, like everything about him in this movie is perfect. And it's crazy because he was like eighth picked for this role behind a bunch of white dudes, which I don't think would have worked as well. Um, all right. So uh, for the next few hours, we're taken from the ghetto to the barrio uh, from drug dealers to rapists. We learn a lot about Alonzo as he seems to know every bad person out there. He even lives with a girl in the ghetto and with her son in that particular neighborhood behind his back. Everyone hates Alonzo's abuse of authority. Alonzo also promises Jack uh, Jake that he can accelerate his promotion within the department. So, you know, obviously this is just the bad uh, older cop trying to take care of the rookie cop. Uh, one of the cool things that I found out, you know, researching this movie was that uh, they had the head of one of the gangs, one of the bloods, uh, like the head head was on set the entire time. And he was the one who gave them permission to shoot in the neighborhoods and also to make sure that real uh gang members were part of yeah. the crew and all the extras which i thought was you know interesting um to add even more attention to uh, how ethan hawk was going to handle things as a really well-off white person well almost all of the extras True. terry cruz was hanging out there and no lines out of terry cruz which is yeah. a crime well i mean you 2001 know, it, yeah this is 2001 yeah oh huh i thought this was 99 for some reason uh, this feels like a 99 movie. It uh, feels exactly it like a 1999 movie. Yeah. When, when I saw your comment about the, um, about the goatees, I, I literally almost wrote, well, this was the nineties and yeah. Uh, oh no. Uh, it, and yeah. I don't know why I was so focused on it, but once I realized that, that like 95% of the guys in this movie had goatees, I couldn't stop looking for them. <laughs> Yeah, and at the time, Terry Crews, he was just known as, I think, the Old Spice guy. He had um, only been in The Sixth Day as a very bit part before this. Yeah, he was, oh, this was cool. before that Old Spice thing. He was yeah, still this a was football player Spice. back then, wasn't he? Well, this is before the Isaiah uh, Isaiah Washington took, or whatever that guy, the, um, yeah. the other guy. Is, it's before that guy took over. That guy's really funny. Um, but Terry Crews, I think, was the original. I'm not sure about that either way. This was I his think debut. Terry Crews took over for that guy, and then they did some together. Those oh, really? old spice ads are fantastic, but yeah, that's they, not yeah. what we're talking about. They are tip top. <laughs> um, 
So while driving past an alleyway, uh, Jake sees a young girl about to be raped and yells at Alonzo to stop the car. He doesn't want to stop because that's not what he's here for. Jake jumps out of the car and rescues the girl, but not before getting into a huge fight with two men. Jake kicks their asses and he consoles the girl. Alonzo shows up and tortures the two men briefly before sending them on their way. The girl hurriedly leaves and Jake finds her wallet on the ground and absently pockets it. Yeah, now, this twenty, this twenty-six year old, fourteen year old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You didn't, you, you didn't like this. You did you weren't a fan of the scene. Um, uh, it was fine. Yeah, it was just like I, I saw this woman, and I'm like, uh, you know, whatever. I'm like, yeah, he's gonna stop her from getting raped or what? And then, and then he's like, how old are you? And she's like, fourteen. And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> hey, it's tough out there on the streets. You know that. That's true. <laughs> So Alonzo takes Jake to the house of his old friends of his, uh, Roger, who's played by Scott Glenn, who is retired LAPD veteran, but is now dealing drugs on his side. They share a drink together and a few laughs. Roger asks Alonzo about his incident that happened when Alonzo was recently on vacation in Las Vegas, but Alonzo brushes it off, saying it's not a problem. And honestly, dude, watching watching Denzel drink is one of my favorite <laughs> things. He loves that whatever was in that glass and i thought that was just so he's so cool denzel is so cool he's, uh, he is on like a daniel day lewis level of actor yeah like i i, I agree and uh, the thing is that he has way more movies than than you know daniel day so mm -hmm. it, and and some of them are not very good yeah uh, that's the yeah. thing he's not great in everything like daniel day is great in everything and denzel when he's on he is at that level, but he also will phone it in. Like he has no problem phoning it in. Oh yeah, he's got yeah, because his voice enough is like is good, you know. So he's yeah. like that guy. But even like, dude, even his son is a great actor, especially when you get to the like the really intense scenes where he sounds like Denzel again. You're like, you got a boy. That's fun. <laughs> um, all right. So everywhere they go, Alonzo gets away with more money or drugs by shaking down or just scaring the hell out of the bad guy. Um, at one point, Alonzo forces Jake to smoke PCP laced marijuana, holding a pistol to his head and telling him that if Jake had been a drug dealer or refused, he'd have been shot. Uh, that's a stupid thing to say because he obviously isn't dealing with a drug dealer, but whatever. Um, now, uh, it's obvious that Jake doesn't agree with what's going on, but Alonzo explains that uh, to protect the sheep, you need to kill the wolves. And uh, and the only way to do that is to become a wolf. So Jake smokes the weed and spends a few miles in a PCP-induced stupor. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, now, now go T. Yeah. PCP-induced stupor. I've listened to your show before, so you've been in a few of those. Uh, how does this compare? <laughs> um, He looked like he was sleepy <laughs> he he probably should have done more research on at least what people on pcp look like um because he just looked like he hadn't slept in 20 hours like it it was well, yeah it was, not it was great it was pcp laced dank shit from a uh from what <laughs> well, wikipedia says so it was bad. It was bad Mexican weed, is what they say in the movie, right? I know. I was, I was kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It with the stems brick, and brick, the brick seeds, and they spend a really long time on on what kind of weed it is. Now that that Nick Malata, he brings up a really good point. Uh, it would take a little bit longer than a few miles for PCP to wear off. Yeah. Now, Nick Nick Malata, if you're still in the chats, will you tell us exactly how many miles <laughs> it would take yeah. a PCP laced uh, uh, spliff? 
uh, to wear off. Pretty please. Okay, so um, they go to this lunch meeting with some big time LA judges, but uh, about all we can make out is that they aren't exactly the most law abiding officers. Uh, officials. <laughs> so uh, they also asked Jake about Las Vegas and Alonzo reacts much the same way he did with Roger. He seems unconcerned. Uh, he asked the judges for a search warrant, which they grant him. Now, honestly, that scene, uh, whatever. I, I do not care about that. Um, I actually forgot about that completely and uh, whatever. Is Yo, that how- okay? So uh, I'm sorry, but when he uh, went in because they did like a, a drug dealer in jail and we have to go to this woman, like his house. Was he actually there to steal the money that she was yelling about? Okay. Yeah. So that actually oh, did yeah. happen. And that was the money to pay for the search warrant from these crooked judges. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, like most of the rest of the day, I could probably walk about <laughs> in 12 miles. Yeah. If All you right, were walking it, I think your PCP high would run off. Uh, well, in 12 miles, sure. but not in the car, not driving no. around in the car. No, but you still got to walk it off, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. All right. So Alonzo and Jake meet up uh, with the other four members of the unit and armed with a warrant. They storm to a small house. The house turns out to be Rogers, who has four million dollars stash away in the floorboards. Now, Alonzo and his guys plan to divide up the three million of the stash among themselves. Jake is very unsure of how to deal with the go down. Um now, back at Roger's living room, while they discuss their plan, Alonzo tells Jake to shoot Roger. Jake refuses, and Alonzo does the deed himself, saying, quote, it's not what you know, but what you can prove, end quote. <laughs> uh, the, pl- the plan is to use one of Roger's guns to shoot Jeff in his Kevlar vest to make the act look like self-defense. When Jeff is shot, one of the bullets penetrates his vest, and he angrily begs Alonzo to call an ambulance. And Jake suddenly grabs his shotgun and holds Alonzo and his crew off telling him that he won't play along because, you know, Ethan Hawke's too good for that now. And Alonzo gets Jake back down when he uh, tells him that blood or urine tests will show that Jake had used drugs and PCP, which I think is still drugs. And Jake backs <laughs> down, uh, backs up, and then the paramedics arrive, and the crime scene, uh, the crime seems to go unquestioned. Now, back in Alonzo's car, Jake tells him what just occurred was murder. And Alonzo counters, saying Roger dealt drugs to kids in the neighborhood. And that's since the money was dirty, it was theirs to keep. And Alonzo seems uh, to concede at one point uh, that Jake is still a rookie and needs time to accept Alonzo's (laughs) dirty dealings. Uh, Now, this is a a crazy scene, right? Uh, Mm What do you think about this, Michael? This is the only scene with these other cops correct unless i uh, missed this, something there, there's one or two but they're very like, closely packed together i know that yeah. they talk about them a bunch and he's like oh i have five you know guys and you're gonna be my sixth or whatever but yeah, like they, this, this is the first time we we really we meet them yeah yeah and i don't know i just uh, like i wish i could have cared a little bit more about what was going on at this point um but i didn't um yeah, but I mean, because, he's, stealing, he's stealing from his dude. Yeah, it's it's fine, but nothing is explained in this movie like to a to a degree that I was comfortable with. Like, I I never got ex- explanations of why exactly we were doing this stuff. There was no build up to anything. It just happened, and then the next thing happened, and then the next thing happened. And I get that uh, maybe. Uh, since we're getting it from Ethan Hawke's side of it, he doesn't know what's going on, and that's mm-hmm. why it's being told like that. I get it, but like it, it, 
it was not great as far as telling a story goes. I would have liked to have known what was going on from Denzel's side, probably because I liked him and didn't like Ethan Hawke in this. Yeah. I mean, I actually really appreciated the way that they gave the information to us because Ethan Hawke is supposed to be our point of view character and we get these scenes of everybody talking around it and nobody Mm -hmm. really confirms exactly what it is, but you get the feet. You definitely get the impression. At least I get it that, he Alonzo went to Vegas. He didn't know what was going on, and he tried to do his crime stuff, and wound up getting on the wrong side of the Russian mob. And now he's stealing money from people who he's kind of had a rapport with over the last few years. And he needs Ethan Hawke to be the innocent, the anchor of innocence for his scheme. Mm-hmm. Where he needs this rookie to be the person along on the ride who can confirm everything that's happening because he has no pre-existing connections with any of these people. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, it just I goes agree. bad because Ethan Hawke has too much morals. Yeah, I think it is cool to to show it from Ethan Hawke's point of view because Denzel's been doing this for so long, and this is his almost every single day. This just happens to be the final one. But from Ethan Hawke's point of view, you almost enter uh, Denzel and his and his circle the way that, like in the Thirteenth Warrior, you know, uh, where like you, you kind of have people speaking different language around you. Like you know something's going on, but you don't have the information. If if yeah. the audience if the audience had the information, I don't think it would have been uh, as cool to see it go down that way. From my point of view, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, like I said, I, I definitely got it. I know why they told the story like that. It was just like, it felt very... Yeah, oh, that's It fair. felt very jumpy as a movie. Like, this is happening, and now we're never going to talk about it again. And now this is happening. And now yeah. we're never going to talk about this again, because this is happening. And then we're never yeah, going to talk think, about that again. I think that is classic air writing. Uh, and yeah, and that's why it's bad. <laughs> that's fair like it's corrupt la cops is his whole thing it's like shit that happens with corrupt la cops i don't know if you guys saw his um more recent uh the schwarzenegger movie Mm -hmm. where they're corrupt la cops it fucking sucks it sucks so bad is that where they pull all the money through the toilet yes yep yep Yeah, it sucks so bad. It's one yeah, of the that, worst movies I've ever seen. There is a, a obvious five minutes missing in that movie in the middle because they're like, they pull this money out and they go, no one's going to know about this. And then the next scene, it's 10 years later and everyone's like, remember when you guys stole all that money? Like, <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> but yeah, yeah David so, Ayer, you know, watch a Suicide Squad. You know, whatever. I mean, yeah, so his... like, like I said, when, when, it, when the credit popped up written by David Ayer, I was like, oh, that this makes perfect sense. Like the whole movie made perfect sense as soon as I saw who it was written by. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So knowing that he's been set up by Alonzo, Jake desperately tries to fight his way out, but smiling his guys take him down and they drag him into the bathroom. And just as they're about to shoot him, uh, shoot him in the head. One of them decides to take his wallet first out of the pocket comes the pink wallet. He recovered from the rape scene earlier that day and smiling furiously asks Jake how he got the wallet. Jake tells him that he stopped his cousin Letty from being assaulted and raped earlier. And Smiley calls Letty and she confirms Jake's story. Smiley decides to let Jake go as a solid for rescuing his cousin. I like Smiley. Uh, I mean, that's it. Right? I, the actor, um, yeah. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, I thought he did a fantastic job playing that, like, because you, know you know when Ethan Hawke sits down, you're like, this is shady. And you can tell based on Smiley's performance, 
he knows it's shady mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's sizing Ethan Hawk up the entire time. Cliff Curtis. Thank you. Nick, oh, uh, right on. Nick Maloney, also known for playing fire Lord Ozai in the last airbender. Um, Great actor. But Good yeah, Lord. He's, he's, <laughs> he's also the terrorist in um that Schwarzenegger movie where Jamie Lee Curtis dances around the bedpost. Uh, Freaky Friday? No. <laughs> True lies. <laughs> no, I, I like the scene, and it's mostly based on his performance mm-hmm. and Raymond yeah. Cruz, who people know mostly as Tuco from Breaking Bad. He's doing the Tuco thing like 15 years before Breaking Bad was a thing. Yep. Love that guy, I, too. I, I, I think I was wrong um, about the, that first scene being my favorite one. Um, everyone yep. who's in this house during this scene is doing a bang up job. And this yeah. is, I think, the only time. And maybe it's because he's not next to Denzel at this mm-hmm. point. But Ethan Hawke is way better in this scene. Like you can tell that he knows what's going on. Like he looks like he's scared when they're in the bathtub he's just better here. And again, yeah. I don't know if that's just because he's not up against Denzel in that. Um, but well, he I, is I, more on an even playing field as to who he's going up against. Yeah. I mean, as an actor, he finally, he actually has something to do in the scene, yeah. but I think as a character, this is when I think he learns that uh, he's part of uh, like a big thing. Like, I think that this is the point where he realized through like, you know, rem- you know, reminiscing of, past conversations that oh i'm in something that i didn't realize i was in and i think that's why this scene to me was so cool um so jake hops the bus and heads out to the worst part of south central area where alonzo is living and confronts him just as he's packing up his millions to give to the russians for the next 10 minutes or so there's a shootout in the house on, (laughs) on the roof and in the streets of the neighborhood now finally jake forces alonzo to crash his car temporarily knocking alonzo out can we talk about the shootout in the apartment Mm -hmm. Where yeah. this little three-year-old kid mm-hmm. is not reacting to this gunfire that's going on around him. That sucks. Yeah. That says a lot about this neighborhood. That's that's what I sort of thought at first. I was like, oh, this is this kid showing that, you know, this is sort of a normal thing that goes on. But I don't think that was the case because I don't know. The, I mean, the woman is reacting. I don't know her name, but she's good too. She's in like three scenes, but she is very good. Um mm-hmm she's reacting the way you would react to a gunfight going on in your house. But this, I, I just think this kid was, didn't, you know, I, I don't know if they didn't want him to be around that, to be scared as, as a kid kid, but there's never been a gunfight in this apartment before because the mother's reaction is telling me that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Fu- Fuqua is a pretty detailed uh, director. And I, th- I think that it, I think it would say something if that were the case, which I can't back that up. So, uh, but yeah, that's fine. I, I um, had both of those thoughts. I had both yeah. of the thoughts. I thought that it was just a bad kid actor or that he was showing off that this is something that happens, but either way, it was weird. If the, if the woman's reaction would have been more mm. downplayed, it probably yeah. would have been more effective as as showing that that's just a, the sort of thing that happens around here. But no, the, the difference again, it was it was all a difference of levels of things. Just like yeah. Ethan Hawk, Ethan Hawk to Denzel, the kid's reaction to the mother's <laughs> reaction just sort of showed off that that we weren't getting the same performances out of people 
Yeah. And that's all um, I had to say about that. It was just funny to watch a kid not yeah. react to a gunfight going on in his house right just next to his head. <laughs> yeah. The kid, yeah, just hanging out. The kids doing the thing. Yeah. Kids um, being kids. So Jake drags Alonzo from the car and holds him at gunpoint. And when he recovers, uh, he and Jake face each other in the street uh, with all the gang members surrounding them. Alonzo offers to make whomever shoots Jake a very rich man, but the gang members, tired of Alonzo's ego and control of them, refuse. Jake walks off with the money, leaving a shouting Alonzo to whatever fate awaits him. Uh, Alonzo gets... Now, I gotta say, this is such a cool scene. Now, Obviously, this is a movie scene and, you know, with like the whole community, uh, but there's something just so powerful about this scene and how Denzel is so you can see that he's starting to get a little scared and you can see that he's obviously losing control. And I, I love his acting in here because he's even like, you're going to go to prison and you're going to have shoe duty and you, you know who I am. And obviously like the, the King Kong's got nothing on me line is so just perfect and improv, which is cool. Um, but just, <laughs> it just came from like his, you know, his, his chest and he is so such a good actor and mike you gotta stop saying that um <laughs> now alonzo alonzo gets into his car and drives towards the airport and his car is forced to a stop by several vans and out jumps the armed russians who kill him in a hail of gunfire what once Where's... again i'm i'm gonna ask to go back to that scene <laughs> in the neighborhood where um denzel is outside of his car yelling at ethan hawk while he's walking away and mm -hmm. yes, it, it great acting and uh, exactly what you said. You could tell, um, you could tell that he was getting scared and that he knew that he was about to, you know, face the consequences of years of doing what he's been doing. And you could mm -hmm. see that on his face. Uh, but the fact that it's Denzel and his like neighborhood turning against him for this white guy gave me like a white savior thing that I just wasn't quite comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess. Sure. So. I mean, I don't know if Ethan Hawke technically saved the day, um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can, I can get that. I, yeah. I really can't fight. Yeah. That and and uh, uh, that's, that's I, I was thinking, I don't know why I do this, but I'm always like, you know, who would be good in this is this person. And then I can't get it out of my head. And then like, it makes me dislike the person that I'm looking at more. Um, yeah. So for some reason I had the thought, man, it would be cool if Wesley Snipes was the Ethan Hawke character. And I was like, and then the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, God, I hate Ethan Hawke so much in this movie. <laughs> and it's just because he wasn't Wesley Snipes. And there's no Bruce Campbell, obviously. Bruce Campbell would have been, would have been interesting. <laughs> I, I don't think it would have uh, worked as well with Bruce Campbell. He's, yeah. <laughs> he takes up too much scene. He takes up too much space. Yeah, he, his, his chin yeah. just takes up too much camera space. <laughs> 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 Nick um, Milotti always thinks everything would be better with Bruce Campbell, and he's right. Uh, yeah, Bruce no, Campbell could have played that Terry Crews role. That's true. You wouldn't. Would you want Bruce Campbell to be in a movie and not talk? Um, no. I mean, obviously not. But I also don't want Terry Crews in a movie where he doesn't talk. Yeah, he was so much more like my my daughter only knows. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's true. I, I believe Bruce Campbell knows what PCP is like. Uh, yeah, I think it, yeah, like 100%. I just I just watched Evil Dead Two again not that long ago. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, he definitely would have been better in that PCP scene than. Yeah, that's fair. I think anybody would have been better in that scene. I, I really, I was really hoping for something cool out of that scene on the rewatch, and I was really let down. Yeah, it was nothing. And and I think that for some reason, after Denzel dies, um, I thought this movie should have ended. Um, but when Jake arrives home, uh, we hear newscasts describing the killing of a highly decorated narcotics officer who was gunned down while investigating drug trafficking at the airport. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a good movie. Now the original script, uh, Alonzo wasn't supposed to. He was supposed to survive, um, and apparently Denzel was like, "Look, I'm not having that. Like, he, I, this guy has to die," um, which is, I guess, cool. That Denzel's like, "Nah, change him." Yeah, and then David Ayer went on a 20 minute long tirade on YouTube about how his original vision got changed and how. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That's just oh, something that oh, David Ayer okay. would do. <laughs> yeah, 100. percent And then Todd, Todd Phillips is like, "I heard you, bro. I heard you, bro." Yeah, man. Um, all right. So uh, I, I have I have a little uh, quiz lined up for you guys. Oh boy, uh, this movie, okay. if that's okay. Um, so this is uh, on funtrivia.com. Uh, there is uh, 10, 10 questions about Training Day, uh, and let's see if you guys remember this movie as well as. Uh, uh, funtrivia.com does. So number one, at the start of the movie, what time does Jake's alarm go off? Is it 4 a.m., 7 a.m., 6 a.m., or 5 a.m.? I know the answer. 4? 5 a.m. I'm going to go with 5 a.m. Now, oh, uh, I don't know if that's right or not, actually. <laughs> we'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go with five, though. Uh, number two. Now, when Alonzo... I'm sorry. Where does Alonzo want Jake to meet him at when he calls? The coffee shop? He doesn't know Alonzo tells him when he'll pick him up. Alonzo's office and outside of the donut shop. Chuck E. Cheese. Not an answer. You know that. Oh, trick question. Uh, no. Nope. Nope. Donut shop? Dylan, do you agree? Donut shop? Uh... Yeah, sure. I mean, they are cops. (laughs) They are cops, that's true. (laughs) Number three, where is Alonzo's office located? Is it at the station, at the coffee shop, at Alonzo's house, or his car? Hmm. Gentlemen? It's his car. Car? Hmm. Good answer. Number four. (laughs) (laughs) Thrilling. (laughs) We'll get there, trust me. Finish the quote. (laughs) Alonzo says, why do you want to be a narc? And Jake you, says, to you, make you poo butt ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or is it chief, deputy, sheriff, or detective? Detective. That uh, one I know. That one I know is right. <laughs> Dylan disagrees. Number five, where does Alonzo usually keep his police badge? Around his neck, in his pocket, in his sock, or in his wallet? Wallet? <laughs> Is so that a Pokemon? He, it's in the sock he keeps around his neck. <laughs> I'm <from> Delaware. <laughs> uh, number six. Where is uh, what is Jake's last name? Is it Hut, Hoyt, Hill, or Hoyle? Peralta. Hoyle. He made it. He made it Thank to you. detective. Doesn't make any sense in this setting here. Uh, number seven. Who is the famous rapper? What <laughs> Snoop Doggy Dog? Hell yeah, son. Nice. 
I was eight. so excited to see yeah. him in this movie. Eminem. Cool. Dre was also cool. Uh, <clears throat> eight. How old was the girl with the, the two crackheads uh, tried to rape? 14. 14. Love it. She was 26, but she was playing 14. <laughs> That's fair. Number nine. Who was Alonzo in debt for $1 million to? The Italians, the Russians, the police, or the bank? The Epic Russians. Games, because he bought too much stuff on Fortnite. <laughs> Dude, Dylan is at 100% right now. Now, uh, 10. What happens to Alonzo at the end of the movie? He gets away, flies an airplane, and goes to prison, and is shot to death. He flies in an airplane um, over the the uh, Nevada desert with Nicolas Cage and uh, Dave Chappelle is there and Steve Buscemi is there and yeah. um, who else is there? Uh, yeah, Malkovich, it's just it's Conair. It's Conair. John Malkovich. He's the one I was trying to think. Of. All right, you guys, uh, you did pretty well. Uh, I will say that the one that the only one of the ten that you said you definitely knew was oh no. <laughs> right, the deputy uh, was uh, incorrect. Um, he, uh, the answer was detective. I, I said detective. I you didn't say deputy. You definitely said deputy. No, I didn't. Um, but anyway, yeah, you guys got uh, four of those uh, ten right. And uh, for all those questions, please, you can just go to Dylan's blog. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, and he'll get to that very soon. Um, but okay, let, let's get, let's get to reels and, and, and final thoughts of this movie. Um, like I said, uh, for me, you know, I think that this, uh, although I thought it was a 99 movie, which says a lot about what this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. It works. That, all right. I'm into that. <laughs> um, that's, that's why I'm growing my hair out. Cause I want to be able to do that. <laughs> You want to get off a prison bus in the wind of Arizona? Yeah. I'm also <laughs> bald at the top. See, unlike Dylan, I'm like balding at the top, like Nick Cage is there, there. So yeah, <laughs> that's exactly the look I'm going for. Yeah. Also, unlike Dylan and unlike uh, Goatee, uh, I don't have any hair. So uh, that's why I wear a hat. Um, but yeah, I, I think this movie's fine. It, it's just aggressively fine. I think that it's done better later, like in the, the show The Shield. Um, even there was a spinoff show uh, called Training Day that had Bill Paxton in it. But unfortunately, due to his passing, uh, they didn't have a second season of that. Um, it, that was it, also it, written by David Ayer. Yeah, well, obviously. Yeah. Um, and there is talks of a prequel uh, movie about what uh, Denzel's character was up to right before this day mm. uh, i don't don't care don't care about that really mm -mm. honestly um unless denzel's in it orientation. he won't be orientation day uh it's just him watching training videos yeah hazing, <laughs> hazing day of denzel um <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say this movie is a solid seven like there's really nothing wrong with it it's not too long uh well acted uh i think that there's there's enough in it that it is entertaining on the rewatch. And uh, Denzel is an absolute just sparkle of a human being. And uh, I think I think that if you rate this movie less than six because of Denzel, <laughs> you are an absolute uh, scumbag. So uh, I'm going to say uh, <laughs> seven out of ten reels uh, for me. And uh, yeah, if you want to see me or, or hear me, uh, check out anything Some Nobodies does. Uh, most important things are things that Dylan writes, such as Silicon Angels. Please check that out. Uh, we're desperately working hard on season two of that. Um, we're going to take this month off because Dylan is writing something very cool, and we're not going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, check out Silicon Angels. That's it. Uh, next. I'll go. Me? 
No, Michael, you said it. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> the scumbag who's giving this movie a four, and it's ah, it's four. for the writing. It's just it's just too four. It's, this is an Academy Award. Or I'm sorry, movie. I gave it a five. I'm giving it a five. I know, mm. it, and Denzel's great in it, and that's literally the only thing I liked about it. So he gets all five of those reels. Like everything <laughs> else around it is. I'm never going to watch this movie again. There's, I, I don't feel any reason to watch this again. I like a lot of Denzel Washington's movies. I can watch a good performance in a movie that I like. This one, I do not like. It is but like, King and Kong's if I want to watch a David Ayer movie, I'll watch that one with Kurt Russell, which has more better actors than just the one. Um, Wait, what, what movie is that? I don't remember the name of it, but it's another corrupt LA cop movie and it has kurt russell in it escape from la no he wishes he could write something as good as escape from la yeah no i, I agree with that 100 <laughs> um, is, is is he a corrupt cop <laughs> no he's just a straight-up criminal in that movie yeah, yeah he's just a straight-up criminal yeah, uh those yeah. escape movies are great anyway great, yeah. um yeah great on jack billings presents haunted apartment complex we are starting to tie in things from the me and my neighbor michael universe the first thing that we're going to tie in that comes out tomorrow is jack billings porno called beef it into my mouth yeah um <laughs> we have Classic. stuff we have stuff um in the works with uh marcus fiasco who is a wizard who lives in the building uh he's going to be voiced by someone that you know um we also have an Girl. episode in the works um, starring uh, the ghost of Adam Lynch, who is the Reading, Ohio butt stabber, um, and that will also be voiced by someone that you that you know. Um, both of those are on this panel right now. I won't tell you which one is which. Uh, <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm gonna stab you in the butt. <laughs> and then he's been uh, practicing saying that a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's a reason he's not the butt stabber because I the, the audition. The amount, the amount of enthusiasm that that just was was not up to standard. <laughs> um, yeah, but over on Generation Clash, we are getting into some weird bands. Um, it was Paramore last Thursday. The next episode coming up is Satanic Ska Band Mephiscopheles. Uh, so that'll be fun. <laughs> Oof, man, Jesus looks up right now and looks into some weird time. stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then Wait, I what, love this. what did you think of Paramore? I liked Paramore a whole bunch. Uh, I really like Haley Williams's voice. Um, otherwise, it's very like straight up pop. You know, it's sort of like 80s synthy pop yeah. was the new stuff that we listened to. And then the older stuff is like pretty generic, like almost grunge. But Haley Williams' voice yeah. puts punk. them, yeah, like. Yeah head and shoulders above a lot of those types of bands cool um yeah so yeah that and then i on i love this terrible game we're getting we're also getting weird ideas for that we're gonna start doing episodes where um somebody who's never played a game series is gonna tell a person whose favorite game series how that series goes the person who doesn't know what it is and never played the games is going to tell the lore to the person who loves that game series. <laughs> so Wait, it's going to be got, make it up. 
yeah, we're going to make it up. It's going to be sort of like a uh, no time to binge type thing, but with video game lore. Love it. <laughs> no Love time it. to play. Yeah. So we have, there's nothing I do besides the real boys that isn't, you know, crazy and uh, original in some form. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. So check out all of those. Follow me on Twitter, uh, Twitter my neighbor, M-I-C-H-1, and I post all my stuff there. Hell yeah. Cool. And I'm Dylan. Uh, I'm also doing some nobody stuff with Zach. You can find stuff I write for it at what he said, Silicon Angels, uh, CYOP Appeal, where I wrote this sprawling thing that Zach organized and got everything figured out. Go check it out. It's a create your own adventure podcast. It's very good. Uh, it's very cool. You can get eaten by a bear in it. Yeah. Um, you can at travel through time in it. I think you fall out of an airplane in one or am I thinking of something that. different? <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, spoil that. I haven't looked recently. There, there's like one hidden episode in there. And uh, I was wondering if anybody like happened to find that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is pretty cool. We'll is that the one out. where you, is that the one where you get tied to the chair and then somebody smacks your balls with a tennis racket? No, no. it's just Tuesday. Um, no, that's that's <laughs> where you like, no, that's where you go in like that weird hatch and you find that like pirate ship that's uh, haunted by some, you know, neurodivergent person that apparently you can make fun of in the 80s uh but no that's the goonies i'm just kidding uh, uh and, go, go ahead, no i'm giving this movie a straight seven same as zach um this is the first time i had watched it i liked it i thought it was a, a fine kind of like corrupt police movie uh elevated obviously by denzel and some of the performances but anything you can get from this movie except for that performance you can get elsewhere probably done a little more compelling mm-hmm. um yeah, so seven from me, and uh, of course you can find me elsewhere. I'm on Twitter at Vorpal Words and Instagram at the same name, and I am keeping up with my. I'm doing National Novel Writing Month this month, where you try to write a fifty thousand word novel in thirty days. So I am at just over two thousand words today. So I yeah. am slightly ahead of the game. So and I I have forbidden him from writing anything that is some nobody's <laughs> related uh, during the month of November, and also I, I have public accountability shaving his mustache this. that he's been growing for fifteen years now. Yeah, oh, um, that mustache but, okay. is so big and bushy. <laughs> you can check it out on on the Real Boys YouTube channel if you want to see Dylan's. Unbushy mustache. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Bush. Oh, there okay. It is. Also, yeah. so uh, okay. Monday. Monday. We're gonna be uh, back next Monday with Chris Harvey's number two favorite movie, The Lion King, which I'm pretty sure is uh, it's, it's the animated one from '92. I'm. I'm doesn't give an I answer. I haven't <laughs> heard from Chris Harvey in months, and I am watching the remake. Um, so if that's not the one that he intended, then he can let us know. But otherwise I'm going to judge Chris Harvey's number two movie on the remake of the lion King. All right. Now keep in mind the remake is longer than the animated one, even though it's shot for shot. So go for it. And there's two more songs, which is God, Jesus Christ. I got rid of the Nazi hyenas. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and the songs are not good. By the way, if you want to hear us talk about uh, The Lion King, most likely half of us talking about the animated one, one of us talking about uh, some other one, and one of us uh, aggressively not showing up, uh, please come <laughs> to uh, the show next Monday. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, so- Chris has confirmed it's the original. 
<laughs> in the fastest response I've ever seen from him. Yeah. He's like, oh shit, I thought I hit send. <laughs> the original, the original Lion King. I love yeah, it. the 1948 version. <laughs> Perfect. But is gotta, it is it the anime it that, that Disney ripped off the Lion King Kimba? from? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that story's too long to talk about on this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you can check that out Monday. Uh, and then we have um doing rubber next rubber Friday. Will be the yeah. next Friday. Yeah. Special edition. So uh, uh, and uh, I wish that the real boys would show up for this Friday one because I would like to hear everyone's opinions on what I think is an absolute masterpiece of a movie, yeah, which is one of the weirdest episode. things I've ever seen. You're going to show up for an episode. Rubber is the episode to show up for. Yeah. And the thing is, like, if you hear what that's about, you're like, what? But trust me. It's, yeah, it watch. sounds really stupid, but it's it not. Is. It's not about what the descriptions say it's about no it is it is an absolute masterpiece and i would love to hear dl smokes uh what he thinks about it on his podcast such as oops caught me smoking and bet that with his friend jerry and smith who uh what are we not doing that he already did his plugs well i was just gonna do everybody's okay but well it was a, it was a tie together because they're doing a show together bet that <laughs> bet that <laughs> bet that <laughs> anywho uh jerry smith uh cloud chronicles and bet that which is easily my favorite title for a show uh that i will not know anything about because it's sports and i whatever yeah. uh you can also find chris harvey uh at uh you know random uh, uh bonanzas uh waiting in line for fresh biscuits while giving people uh <laughs> jokes at the atlanta area uh you can find uh justin wallace on animation anime uh that's a better that's the second week in a row that somebody's come up with a better name for that show <laughs> But it's a great show. Justin Wallace is great. Uh, and you can also find Phil Better on one of his, uh, which I think are all roughly the same podcast. Uh, but you can find them uh, over any one of the podcasts in the Phil Better network, uh, such as Dylan. Which one did you find recently? Listen to me count to a million. It's great. <laughs> it, he just Every- does one. The problem it- is he just does one number per episode. Yeah. He's just trying to bump those numbers up. He did well, he did a Halloween special where he does count to a million, but yeah. I didn't have time to listen to the whole whole episode, so I don't know if he made it. Yeah, it's pretty he, good. It, I mean, the best thing about it is they're fast, though. They're quick episodes. You can just yeah. get through. But the problem where he did count to a million is I think like he was going 45, 46, 71, yeah. 103. I, yeah, well, I mean, it, look, it you, didn't you, sound like he was actually saying all the numbers. He does tell people he's French Canadian, so who knows how that's supposed <laughs> to sound? Like, honestly, uh, you can also find Phil Better. Uh, at which one did you find, Mr. Goatee? Um, I, 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 I'm still obsessed with his YouTube channel, um, that just has his webcam on the floor showing his bare feet, um, while he's doing his other podcasts. Mm. It's the one that's called Feel Better Feet, yeah. That wasn't I, good. That wasn't. Yeah, I, you, I just you keep I, sharing that with me, and I refuse to open it. So I'll well, never... I mean, <laughs> you should see it because first of all, I like the thing about it is it's not. He doesn't have sexy feet. Mm-hmm. He has like these 
these like huge overgrown thick nails and there's like visible fungus all over everything and they're like the soles are just covered in dirt because I don't think he wears shoes. Well, if you ask I, him about it, it's he said that mucklucks are so expensive anymore. Mm. So if he just grows those claws out, he could just grip into the icebergs. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, he's got to get uphill both ways. I, I mean, it uh, makes sense. It makes sense. But at the same time, I, I and I don't know why I keep watching it. It's yeah. like it's just the same thing because he never moves the camera He's always just like standing there. He doesn't do anything fun with his feet. He's never holding, you know, a pencil in it and writing with it. Yeah. But um, instead, it's on the come up. Instead, what you should do is watch the Real Boys uh, YouTube channel, because especially in this one, we have a looped gif of Nicolas Cage's hair blowing in the wind. I believe it's pronounced Jif. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Cage. It's his last oh. name. <laughs> Nicholas Jife. I guess. <laughs> anyway, that's that's the end of the show, guys. We, we like this movie. It's fine. It's 7.4 for total real boys. Check us out next Monday. Uh, Dylan, you can play that music. All right, let's get out of here. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Drop, 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 drop these. Everybody, drop, 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 drop these. Everybody, drop, 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 drop these. Everybody, drop, 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 drop these. Everybody. Ah, he wants to go off road. Are you gonna shoot that shot when you get the lane? Yo, he was right on my ass, man. But you were wide open. Who wrote this? I did. Ask him if you got the letter. Did you get the letter? What letter? What's up, man? About to catch a fade, huh?